Thank you for coming back to the Pusher Mania Podcast Network. This is the latest edition of Talk So Real with Matt Sanzala. And I am Matt Sanzala, as you probably know already, if you happen to dig that deep into SoundCloud to find me, you probably already know. And you might already even know, especially if you're in Texas, the Central Texas area, that there's been a lot of great music coming out. And uh, I'm really excited that I've been hearing and seeing so much about my friend Anastasia. Hey. She's here in the house <laughs> with us today. Your new album is really exciting to hear. I think uh, in an age of, you know, I'm getting older. Mm -hmm. I'm hearing all kinds of music, and I'm seeing 15 people get shot on 6th Street. I'm hearing all kinds of negative things all the time to drive me crazy. And this album, I'm not just uh, jocking you. I will jock you a bit in this, (laughs) but... It's such a breath of fresh air and so positive. You're not the only one who does positive music. I've heard other things. I'm not saying everything sucks. A lot does. Right, right. But man, tell me a little bit about this new project because it really breathes a lot of life. I mean, the first single, Big Tuna, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking about. Right. Big Fish in a Little Pond. You got it. But it's more than that. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you're talking about in that song? Yeah. So, uh, you know, just like everything that I do, you know, it's going to be multi-layered, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and definitely always is going to come from a place of positivity because, mm-hmm. you know, I figure music should be a beautiful thing, yep. right? And I, even the messages should be beautiful. But I was, you know, <clears throat> reading up on these, um, they're these tuna, these bluefin tuna mm-hmm. that, you know, these fishermen pull them up and they fetch like millions of dollars on the Japanese market. And, you know, you think about that in contrast to what's, you know, we think about the common tuna in the can and stuff. Mm-hmm. No one wants to eat the stinky stuff, you know. Yep. And there's this contrast. It's like what makes one so much worth so much more than the other? What is it? What's the difference? So, I, you know, I, I wanted to talk about um, feeling my own worth. Mm-hmm. as a person where I am in life as an artist and I wanted to say it in a way you know I got that track from Ty on the track and it's you know kind of got the southern elements in it so you got the organs and stuff yep. going on um, and I always use the track as a guide as to the mood and the sort of the tone that I'm going to use with the track yep. um, but I wanted to say you know I'm a big fish in a small pond in a different way yep. you know I wanted to say it in my language as a, as a black woman from Texas you know those kind of southern influences so that's what it is it's a few different things for me that's amazing because I think uh, right now we've been waiting for a moment where, I mean, women are taking over a bit, yeah. and it's a beautiful thing. I've always respected and loved, you know, like Jean Grey is one of my favorite oh, MCs, yeah. you know, and all all down the line, you know, there's so many, mm-hmm. and it's uh, it's heartbreaking to see what's gone on. But I think that so many of the men in this music have gone solo, right? And please, I love Corday. I love. There's all kinds of great rappers out there still. Mm-hmm. I can't say that across the board, but what the media and the radio and the the outlets are presenting so much is just like. I know I know twenty year olds, twenty mm-hmm. some year olds who say the same things I do at my old age. Wow! I've, I've yeah. talked to kids who are actually digging for music like you're making and and positivity and maybe even stretching outside of hip hop a little bit because they're having to find something that's not just the same old exactly thing over and over. And it's nothing new. I mean, I've been hating the industry since I was in my twenties, you know, and I learned about it even more, you know, like I said, I know what these people are trying to promote, Mm -hmm. but these days it's, it's, uh, it's over the top. And so I just really want to commend you. And I really love to see how much action you're getting on this because it's important Mm -hmm. that we get, 
these messages out and get positivity and flip this industry on its ass. Tell me a little bit about what you've got going on right now, because I see um, you're with So Bold Entertainment. Right. And you've got distribution through Sony The Orchard. Mm-hmm. And you, I can, you know, my friend Heather Wagner, she worked with Beyonce back in the day when I first met her right. you know, 20 years ago. She was with Music World and has been a dear friend and a great, you know, advocate for good music, good culture, lots of things Definitely. for many years. And I'm seeing that you've really built a good team around you. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me about what you're seeing right now? That Because you know, you've released, this is like your sixth project, right? Right, yeah. Right. And, I mean, and you've so, been a stable here in the scene for a long time. and Right. Well, yeah, I needed all those projects because, I, you know, there were certain ways that I needed to grow in between each one. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you're like, okay, you know, I'm putting my heart and soul into this music. There's no throwaway pro- project. There's no exactly. throwaway track, nothing. There's no throwaway verse anywhere in any of my music. But at some point, I ha- you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm putting on this, out this music, but who's hearing it? Mm-hmm. So I need to find a way to get my music out to more people. And I didn't realize all the pieces of the puzzle that I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as I was saying earlier, I didn't know how to attract management or how to build a team. My mm-hmm. team had just been myself. And again, I needed those projects to learn the business, to learn what it takes to get booked somewhere, to learn how to complete and execute when it comes to having a song that's fully mixed and mastered and sounds, you know, radio ready. Mm-hmm. You know, all these things I had to kind of learn along the way. But it all started with, um, with So Bold, um, who started out with sort of a consultation role. Mm-hmm. on this project that I had to about to come out. And at some point during the process of figuring out how we were going to place this project and push it and what we were going to do with it, um, we started getting into discussions about management. Mm-hmm. And that seemed to work. So he's like, okay. Then at that point, the booking agent came in, Raji, came into the picture. Yeah. Um, then after that, PR, he's like, well, you know, now the next step would be PR. And I didn't even realize that that was going to be such an important piece of the puzzle. I knew that there were, I could see only the results of other artists having PR. I didn't know what was going on behind the scenes Mm -hmm. to make that happen. So yeah, I'm really excited that this is the project that all of this has come together on. And I think we can just build up from here. Well, let's uh, give them a taste of the the EP right now. I'm going to play them big tuna. There's a video out there. You can find it on YouTube and on all the channels out there. And uh, after that, I want you to tell me about this producer tie on the track and we're going to go on and on, play a few more songs, talk a lot of stuff. Okay. Tuned into Talk So Real. We've got Anastasia in the house. This is Big Tuna. I could never comprehend. Never comprehend. Could never comprehend. Never comprehend little ponds, how you swim, big tuna I'm infatuated with the life I belong in the pond where the whales get it on Down deep on the floor, waiting for my time Real shit, big facts Little fishy might find that I don't fit in Cause I went and got big fat Eating good in the waters where the sharks get it in About to swing out wide in the intersection Clyde by knocking pictures off the wall Big tuna roam around where she like it get interesting Not about to miss a meal, not at all I could never comprehend little ponds how you swim Big tuna, I'm infatuated with the life I belong in the pond where the whales get it on Down deep on the floor, waiting for my time flags Big, big energy, big tuna flags 
track we just talked about it yeah and i noticed the whole ep is produced by ty on the track yes is he from here he is he's okay. a native austinite Man. yeah and so that as is, are you yes absolutely yeah. well see okay so i have to correct you because i was not born here i was born actually on lackland air force base in san antonio i mean you know i've been here all my life yeah i've been here all my life but um yeah he's from austin and uh, you know we started working together i'd say about three four years ago you know I believe in what he does. He believes in what I do. And at some point he was like, here, this is a, you know, big catalog of tracks. Take and use what you will. And, you know, I trust you to build something great out of it. Mm -hmm. um, and so at some point I was like, well, you know, I, I use a lot of his work, but I want to construct a, a cohesive piece of work. Mm -hmm. I want to create a sound with Ty. I don't want to just write to his tracks. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want it to be an identifiable thing. So that's why, you know, all of the tracks, even though they're all different, you know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of versatility and flexibility there, but they all come from the same place, I guess you could say. I mean, that's dope. And that's what a lot of people lack. And mm. I, I've had this conversation for, you know, maybe more than 20 years. Like, I always wow. hate when a rapper says to me, like, well, you said there's versatility. That's fine. But mm -hmm. when people used to always say, I got something for everybody on my album, yeah. you know, for the women, for the players, for the this, for that. <laughs> right. And you're like. Yeah, and it doesn't sound cohesive, and mm -hmm. it's, it's, I like that song. Right. You know, and, yeah. you know, think about the classic artist Guru with with mm. Premiere. Yeah. Every time. Right. 100% of it was good. They worked together to make something. Prince Paul behind De La Soul. Yep. Things like this, and that's just a couple examples. I mean, people who laid the foundation for Houston, like Beto, and people like with the Ghetto Boys, and with all kinds of stuff. Like, when they really, I think, think the game got kind of messed up, not the game, actually, the sound when everybody was like, just, all right, I'm getting this producer for that, this one for that, this one for that. Right. And it kind of makes it hard to, because the human brain, when it comes to music, I had to learn that, like, not everyone in the world pays that much attention or really goes that deep into it. They That's just want to hear something, you know, they hear something they like and they gravitate towards it. Like me, a lot of the stuff you'll hear on my channel, if I do a show that's a music show, like a, like kind of like a wannabe radio show, mm -hmm. There's no genres. There's no, I like all kinds of music. Right. And so I probably could have more listeners if I made it more focused. <laughs> but 
I do love that um, I think back to the classic records mm -hmm. and a producer is more than a beat maker. Right. You know, someone who can help you realize your vision. And do you feel like that's what's happening between the two of you? Yes. Well, so there's <clears throat> this side of me that mm -hmm. wants to move, that feels yep. like music should move you, mm -hmm. you know, and that's the common den denominator for me in all of Ty's tracks. So mm -hmm. whether they're slow, fast, mid-tempo, it's always going to be something that inspires you to move. So mm -hmm. that's important. Um, and then there's a melodic side to it, too. Now, he might not tell you this, but he plays keys. Mm -hmm. He's a musician. Dope. So, you know, he's got these 808, these trap elements that I love so much. You know, I'm a rapper at heart. I'm, you know... That's me. That's me. Mm -hmm. um, it's got those elements. Plus, I get to play with melody. So it, it, it appeals to me both as a rap artist and as a singer and someone who likes to play with vocal melodies and harmonies yeah. and stuff. So to me, it's just the complete the complete package. And I mean, let's keep it real. Trap has to progress. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It Definitely. You know, Definitely. And, and that's what I like. There's, there's a lot more uh, sounds on there. Right. Now, you said you wanted to move people. I love. Was it your was your last project, Kale and Yoga? So let's see, prior to this one, it was Born to Love You. Okay. Yeah, which was its own thing. Yeah. You know, which was me. You know, I recorded that at home and mm -hmm. emailed the files off to be mixed. And, you know, so I was trying a different method. Then prior to that, that would been would have been Kale and Yoga. But see, in hip-hop, I love that title and I love the, the record, you know, because yeah. it was like, we need to know these things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I want to I want people to know that hip hop is is many things. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was telling someone the other day that every time I sit down to put together a project, I think about where I'm at. I have to tell the truth about my life. I am not a hot girl. I'm not going to have a hot girl. So I'm just not going to. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm at work and, you know, pay my bills and work on my credit score and do this career because this is what I do. This is how I live and breathe. I'm about my art, you know, and so I have to find ways to, you know, explain or or, or paint a picture of mm -hmm. how my life is as an artist, as a woman, just as a regular person that, you know, has a nine to five like everybody else, you know. That's beautiful. And what, everything you just said about, you know, it is. Look, I'm a, a white guy who came up in a certain era where I learned about Africa from rap music. Yeah. You know, I learned about all kinds of things. You know, I always think about when I was like 19, 20 years old, almost all my friends were 5%, yeah. you know, and I learned about this. I learned about all different aspects of culture and life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was an education for me. Boogie Down Production was an education to me, right. you know? Yeah. Get your credit score okay because mm -hmm. when it's not, that's when you end up. You know, it, right? You know, you got it. There's little things that you don't get taught. Mm -hmm. I mean, school does not teach you about your credit score. Absolutely not. They don't teach you how to really. I mean, you learn. There's some economics classes you get certain little things, but they right. don't really teach you the game of managing your money and right. Especially in you know. these times, you know, where people are having to find new ways to make yes. money and people are having to be creative and utilize their resources in a different way. It's not just about, you know, going and working in a cubicle anymore, you know. And yoga and kale in your smoothies yeah. important. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know yeah. That. And so, you know, I, I say this all the time, but, you know, everybody has all the rappers, money and power, money and power mm -hmm. is a thing. But for me, my money and power is my health and my wealth, like being able to wake up in the morning and breathe and stretch. And, you know, that's what makes me excited rather mm -hmm. than a new pair of shoes or a purse or whatever. You know, what makes me excited is, you know, having the freedom 
to sit down and write songs. You all have day. some good shoes. Thank come you. On. Come you on. know, I have come a few. On. I have you a know. few. <laughs> you know, but you know, the things that are important to me, and I'm not going to front about the things that are important to me. Right. Yeah. And you're winning right now because I didn't actually realize that uh, Big Tuna charted on mm-hmm. Billboard even. Yes. Yeah. How so I so well, you're I, an Austin rapper. You're supposed <laughs> to be complaining about things. You're supposed to be pissed. No. How did that happen? You know what? The distribution <laughs> yep. has been the game changer. Sure. So you know, I was saying, telling you before, you know, I've got this good music now. I just need to know what to do with it. And distribution was the bridge there. Mm-hmm. That the missing puzzle piece to get my songs to pe- folks that could say, oh, okay, well, I think this would appeal in the south, the southeastern United States. So they send it to stations where they think people will relate to it and where it'll connect. So mm-hmm. in this instance, it was Louisiana, Mississippi, and that's what happened. People started calling in and requesting it. And um, that's how it grew. So it was a good, it was a good thing when you got people that are focused on how to make your music su- successful, man, I want to go with you to Louisiana, Mississippi. Man, when it's time. Let's go. That's my that's, favorite. It sounds like some good eating too. It's great eating. <laughs> and I had the good fortune of a few years ago when I was working with Red Bull, mm. they brought over a group called the Wanton Bishops and they were a blues, mm. a blues band from Lebanon. They did a documentary on wow. them. You know, I know lots of pe- Charlie Braxton, lots of people that are, you know, OGs in, Mem- in uh, from Memphis to Louisiana, basically yeah. that whole, the whole Delta and everything. And so, you know, blues, American music comes from that region. Right. All of it. Oh yeah. The jazz and the blues, they was born between Louisiana and Mississippi. That's, that's Absolutely. all there is to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Man, I got to really, I knew a lot about music, so I got to really dig in research because I had to take these guys on a tour from New Orleans up to Memphis through the whole Delta and go really see where it all happened. Yeah. And it, you know, advanced me as just a person. Absolutely. You know, learning all that and uh, going to see just, you know, the, the, the birthplace of the music we love. I mean, hip hop, it wouldn't be hip hop, there wouldn't be anything if we didn't have all those four, you know, people before us doing incredible music. That's and true. One thing that really touched me was these guys came from Lebanon, you know, Beirut, mm-hmm. they're getting bombs dropped on them for their whole life. And one thing that tripped me out was one of the members looked at me and said, I never imagined seeing a level of poverty like this in America. Wow. But from that poverty came so much incredible art and still does. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Uh, I always am like, man, I would, I would actually like to see your reaction going through and, and doing your shows out there. Like, cause mm-hmm. it's, it's beautiful. The culture, this music, this culture that we have is like yeah. something that deserves a lot of respect. Oh yeah. It's priceless. And it's touched people all over the world in mm-hmm. places, as you just said, yeah, that guys. you would never expect. No, you wouldn't, you know, yeah. they were, a, you know, there's lots of music actually in Lebanon, but mm-hmm. these guys were like trying to be proper. They were, proper blues, blues singers is they really studied it. They really cared. And then they actually got to go see. Yeah. The birthplace. Yeah. And I it was love so it. So cool. So cool. And yeah. I want, I want to see every artist experience that. And I think every musician, honestly, mm-hmm. whoever you are, you could be electronic, you could be rap, you could be rock, especially rap and rock. Right. So should go see where that, uh, that came from. Yeah. So much of it stems. And I always said Southern rap, stems mm-hmm. from the blues more you know the, the east coast might be a little Definitely. jazzier the west right. coast might be more funkier but we have right. jazz and funk elements but we really come from that mm-hmm. down and dirty blues i totally agree robert yeah. johnson recorded his uh, only works in san antonio wow you know, the original bluesman i did those, not know that yes. i didn't know yeah exactly so 
it's a I love you know digging into those things, and I I definitely want to see you thrive. What do you have a plan for getting on the road? We're working on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're working on it, and then you know performing with a band. You got those logistics yeah. too, and so in really trying to determine what's my show. Mm-hmm. What's my live show? And then what do I want to push? You know, Mm -hmm. because you've got the project, which, as you know, as we talked about, has these trap elements in it. And then when people come out to see me, Mm -hmm. they're getting, you know, a full, you know, six piece band with a lot of musicality in it. Mm -hmm. And those musicians can't and shouldn't be limited to just replicating those trap sounds from the EP. So a lot of it is just trying to figure out how to sell that. And right. what uh-huh. to show people and how to how to make it appeal. Like, who are we talking to? Are we talking to mainly hip hop? You know, we're mm-hmm. we're cross genre. We're genre bending. Yep. So that needs to, you know. But then again, I have the team to help yep. me figure all that out. Lauren Hill's not even allowed to play her original tracks. <laughs> You're live. right. Everything You're right. she does live is is reimagined, reenvisioned, and, and a whole new thing. Absolutely. I mean, that's something, and that's the beauty of the live band. And right. With a live band, you don't have to be the same every night. You can do all kinds of things. So you're right. I think that's exciting. Mm-hmm. The next song I want to talk about is the one that resonated the most with me on the project, and that was Head Together. Okay. Yep. We all know I am not going to turn this into a COVID discussion because we've dealt with it enough for <laughs> right. the last year, and we've all had to really try our best to keep our head together through True. all of this. And not like that's something new, not like mental right. health, these things or something, but it's been intense. Yes, it has been. They, they just yeah. put a few more levels, you know, layers on it. This last year, how have you kept your head together and focused on putting out a project like this and and got through? Right. You know, I know for a fact, you know, because what you just said about about this music, Austin is is a blessing and a curse in the sense Mm -hmm. that you do have so many opportunities of places to play Mm -hmm. and practice. Right. And I've even said, like, I love Houston rap, but the Austin rappers historically have always been better performers because mm-hmm. they've had more opportunities, right. more places to hone their craft and do things. And it's a beautiful thing here as long as you don't get stuck. Yes. That's and true. so cause some artists are just, and they're, if they're happy with it, that's fine. Right. But uh, you are in a place where you can really hone your craft and make it work in front of oh, actual yeah. people mm-hmm. in an actual venue that has actual sound, like good sound yep. and things. It's, we do, we're, we're blessed with that. But, uh, how did you get through all this as an artist? The mm, same way I get through everything else, writing, mm-hmm. um, but not pressuring myself to. You know, there were times, there might have been a two to three months at a stretch where I didn't, you know, light up my, my laptop or pick up a pen or do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, when the time was right, you know, and the opportunities presented themselves, then I did and I created and, you know, but I didn't pressure myself to do so. Um, I actually started writing Head Together even before mm-hmm. that um, because that's just where I was mentally. I was tired of the scene. You know, I didn't feel like I was really competing because I wasn't out and about as much. I've just never been that type of person. Mm-hmm. I'm a homebody. And I had said for the longest time, if there was a way for me to conduct my entire career without leaving my house, I, te- I definitely would. <laughs> and, you know, you know, irony of ironies, you know, yeah. it comes around. It yeah. happens. And now I'm at home. Now everybody's at home. The playing field has been leveled. Mm-hmm. Um, how do I stand out? How do I get ahead if there's any of that? And then what's my place? How do you how do you promote music when people are dying? You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. You have to figure out your place as an artist. 
Um, and you have to read the room and, mm -hmm. you know, you got artists that are putting out music that's completely tone deaf. How do you yeah. acknowledge this shared trauma that we're all going through? Um, so, you know, head together, I picked back up mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? It's time to record these. It's time to get into the studio. So there was a stretch of time where the only place that I went during the week was the studio and the grocery store and home. So it was just time for me to complete that, complete that sentiment of, you know, if it, if I need to shut the world out for my own physical health, mental health, emotional health. I don't mind doing that. Do you feel like unplugging a bit helped in any ways? Like, cause that, that was, there's almost a beauty in yeah. what happened. It always does. You know, it always does. Yeah. And there's pros and cons to it too, yeah. because especially as an artist who's trying to grow their buzz, your buzz diminishes every, you know, time, every show you don't play, every time you're not out to make an appearance or be seen or collab or, you know, every time you're unavailable. And I realize that, but it's like, you know, it's, you know, I've got to weigh that against how I feel and how I know that I operate best as an artist. And if what I need, what I require is time to recharge, time mm -hmm. away, time off the scene, then, you know, I'm just going to have to build it back up when I get back out there with better music in my hand. So mm -hmm. I try to look at it that way. For sure. Let's get into that song real quick. Head together. Okay. Like I said, it was the one that, that hit me the hardest uh, listening over and over these last uh, since I first heard it. Yeah. And uh, I, I actually thank you for making a song like this. It's really meant yeah. a lot. Y'all, you're still tuned in to Talk So Real. Our guest is Anastasia, and we'll be right back after this. Keep it simple, simple, what you want? Long, long list of crooked bitches Can't not on one Run their own business, what they own Around here I don't know about them Been tucked away on the third floor Letting my dress grow I don't scroll these whole strolls And I'm only living what I know I've been up all night with it Up all night with it Up all night with it Up all night on it Up all night on it What they are, I don't know. I don't know. Been tucked away on the third floor, letting my dress grow. I don't scroll these whole strolls, and I'm only living what I know. I've been up all night with it, up all night with it, up all night with it, up all night on it, up all night on it.
told y'all that's a uh, really powerful track. Yeah. And I really think uh, I'm I'm kind of surprised I haven't heard more mm-hmm. people touching on that because we all it's I like I have kids and you know my daughter turned 18 last year and you know was had all these plans right and was pretty pissed about everything I can imagine and I'm like yeah well it does suck and I feel for you and but there's 7.4 billion people on the planet that and this is the craziest thing everybody went through it on some level right. Exactly. You know, Everyone was touched. Crazy. Mm-hmm. What uh, what do you see going forward here as uh, your biggest like priorities? In general, in life? In life and in your music and mm. what you're trying to do. Because as an artist, I mean, I, I, it's like that type of thing where you say you got to keep working out of this. I'm like, yeah. you're at a real, you're like, you're, you've blasted out of the starting line mm-hmm. with this project. So I think for me, it's just to make it make sense for my life. Like Mm -hmm. I'm an independent artist for all intents and purposes. You know, like I fund my thing and then what I get back goes back into the coffers. We rebuild and we keep, you know, I'm doing this out of my pocket Mm -hmm. as a single mother. You know what I mean? And when I think about that and how I have been doing it like that for the last 10 years, it's like it's mind blowing. Um, But you say what's next? Um. Make like again, making it make sense for my life, making it so I've got I've been blessed to be with Apple Computer for mm-hmm. many, many years. And that's okay. been my foundation. And it's a lot of what's made it possible for me to pursue music in the way that I have. Like right. you know, I've been working from home since oh eight. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you talk about, you know, having that that time to myself, I had to do more with that time to myself when right. everybody else was home too. But you know, um, I would like to be able to make music my 100% full-time lifestyle Mm -hmm. comfortably. You know, I still got parents that I want to make sure are taken care of. I've got two, you know, growing young men, you know, that are trying to launch their lives. And we're trying to navigate a bunch of things all at the same time. You know, graduating high school and going to college are different than they looked, you know, two, four, 10, 20 years ago. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So we're, we're all learning and evolving like in real time. And I want music to be able to support all of that. And I think that it's possible. You know, I I think that it is. It just takes the work and consistency and being surrounded by the right people and energy. It's possible, and you're for sure doing that right now. And that's what I love to see because we have lots of friends who are so talented. Yeah. You know, and there's just that, that one step, that next step. And I'm sorry, I hate to say it, but, yeah, you have to have a job. Yeah. Until it yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like you can't just wait and just play games until. Right. Yeah. That starving artist cliche yeah. is not cute when well, you have to live it. Yeah. Yeah. For real. Mm-hmm. And we've all been there, but I have friends who, you know, have worked in like oil fields and stuff and yeah. then they get off and go on the road, you know, and they're like, right. they did it. They're just like, I got to do it. I got to work and, until it happens. And yeah, but it also is uh, something that has driven me crazy for years with just the, the state of the music industry. And it's just like, I wish you didn't have to do all these things. Right. I wish it were easier to touch these people, yes. you know, and to really get out there and get into these outlets. Because I'm on the other side where I've had years of, you know, if you think back in the n- late 90s and the early 2000s, like, you know, I would talk to editors, like when I would write for magazines, I'd say, oh, you know, UGK is huge down here. People love UGK. They just did the thing with Jay-Z. Everyone mm-hmm. loves it. I had a, an editor at a major magazine tell me, man, nobody cares about UGK. 
Wow. I'm like, in New York, you know, and I'm like, yeah. well, they just killed Big Pimpin and they're yeah. on literally every record, not just every record in the South. Every mm -hmm. rapper, mm -hmm. if they didn't have Bun and Pimp, they had Bun or Pimp. Right. And that's how out of touch so much of the industry has always been. And mm -hmm. today, unfortunately, you know, we used to have, I used to call it sound scam. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You know, sound scam, like yeah. all these people buying back their records and manipulating numbers and doing right. these things. The manipulation and the scams are even worse. And the, the pencil pushers at these companies looking at the numbers. Right. Like I kind of ignore the social media because I really don't want it. I don't care. I don't really care. How, I, I, want, I care if you make money and, and do well with your life. I want you to. But mm -hmm. what that that means nothing to me as far as your music goes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to hear that. The best art goes unheard. I feel like, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes I wonder like if we could just dig into those artists that never got heard, never had an opportunity, didn't get out to shake hands and meet the right people or figure out what pieces of the puzzle they needed. You know, mm -hmm. I just wonder what we're missing, what we, you know, what we missed out on. Right. Because all we care about is numbers and the bottom line and, you know, mm -hmm. how this looks and how that looks. Well, I've watched you for some years and I've seen, I mean, you went, you did, you've done a lot of the Austin things that people yes. haven't, you know, I mean, getting yeah. on fun, 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 and different right. things like that from that's, that's years ago at the yeah. at now it's right. hard to believe, but you know, yeah. Tell me about some of those experiences. I mean, coming up in Austin, I, I'm sorry. I hear yeah. people complain a, a lot of, about things. And I'm like, mm -hmm. man, you go live in some of these other cities. You don't have. Right. You've got so much. At least at least make it fun. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? You can have some fun here doing, doing whatever you're doing. Yeah. You know? I think I figured that out pretty early on. That Wow. You know what? If I want to get better at mm -hmm. this rapping thing, if I want to perform every single night of the week, I'm in a place where I can. Mm -hmm. And I have done it, you know, literally Sunday through Saturday, a show. Um, just to see if I, I've done three shows in one night, mm -hmm. you know, and, and loved every second of it. But um, it's, um, so when you, when you grew up in Austin mm -hmm. in the 90s, yep. and, you know, you had the Statesman, which was the respectable newspaper, yep. and then you had the Chronicle, which was kind of the counterculture newspaper. Mm -hmm. um, and you you want to see yourself in these places. Yep. You know what I mean? So it means something to you when you get your first write up in the Chronicle mm -hmm. or, you know, it means something to you when the Carver museum wants you to come do a show for Juneteenth. Like yeah. those are, you know, big deal. Those are a big deal it's to dope. you yeah. in a way that I feel like artists from out of town don't really, it doesn't really register with this, with them the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, you want to link as an artist, you want to link with your community. You want them to be proud of you. You want to be able to relate to the people that you grew up with. Um, so, well, no, I'm saying like, keep it there. So Austin's a pretty fun place to be oh, an artist. Yeah. You know? yeah, it is. It can be a challenge though. No, it's a challenge. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Any place is a challenge yeah. if you're not on the coast. And I don't think you can, you can't, you don't just walk into LA and become a star and you don't go to New York and become right. a star. It is what it is. It's work and it takes right. time. And Austin is a live music city, but it isn't as serious of a music business city as some people would like to think it is. And you right. do have to travel. You do have to get out there and touch the people in other places. You and know, I've but noticed like you can be part of the conversation on the East side of 35 and completely unknown on the West side or vice versa. Yeah. You can be a heavy hitter on the West side of 35, but the people in East Austin have no idea who you are. And I think those conversations need to be had crossways. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? And I think, I feel like it is happening. Yep. I feel like it's just now happening that we're making those links and, and tying it in together, but it's, it's, it's 
tough to be in Austin. You know, you got certain people who be- have become Austin famous or kind of hit a ceiling yeah. in Austin, and you don't want to be that artist. You want to figure out how to break out and go beyond and be global mm-hmm. instead of just local artist Anastasia, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, you have to make that happen. I mean, yeah. I, first of all, I'm going to say it was worse back in the day. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and, I mean, because, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, but the Austin Chronicle in the last, say, three or four years have probably had, like, ten rap covers, mm-hmm. you know, at least. Right. And that's more than... That's 10 more than there were right. know, 10 years ago, hands down. Absolutely. You know? And I mean, I remember when Andy Langer did a big piece in 95. There was there were articles. Things did happen. Mm-hmm. They didn't totally ignore it, but it was a totally different thing. And like you said, yeah. I always saw coming from Houston, I-35 was like a border wall almost. Yes. And mm-hmm. I do see the progression. I mean, I dealt with South by Southwest and had six street clubs tell me totally racist things. Right, yeah. Like, we're not, you're not bringing them in here. And I'm like... No, I'm not. You're right. Bye. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean? Fine. Yeah. You know, get out. I don't mm-hmm. I'm not coming here either. Right. But things have progressed a lot here, and it's yeah. it's pretty cool, you know, to see. I mean, you know, thank God for Karan and Deborah and yes. the people who are actually really digging in and and covering Definitely. what's going on right now. And I'm sorry, but Austin, go live in. Provo, Utah, oh gosh. or whatever, you know, like you're going to complain. Like, yeah. Man, Austin yeah. is like, yeah, go, mm. go to, uh, go to Midland. Yeah. I think we're kind of spoiled. <laughs> I think yeah. we're spoiled here. Yeah. Is, I mean, you can is. literally throw a quarter and hit an artist on every corner. Somebody that you could be learning something from or connected with somehow. We mm-hmm. are spoiled here. And right now in this moment, people who have been here a while, like, I think I'm here 14 years now and I was here mm-hmm. in the 90s a bit. I'm like, yeah, it's getting way too overcrowded and it's a little annoying and it's getting more expensive, but who are these people moving here? Because there's a lot of right. artists and comedians and yeah, I'm sure producers and business people mm-hmm. and who are making Austin home now. And we right. got to, you know, we can't kick them out. Right. Yeah. No, they're here to stay. So we got to <laughs> figure out how to work within and not let them totally change everything. But yeah, man, talking about what you just said about the nineties, like, I used to be like, first of all, I'm not even from, I'm not from here, but when I used to come here, like some of the spots, like A-Town Records and mm-hmm. little things you had to make sure and go to when you right. came to Austin and like these little, and or Alien Records, which yeah. was, you know, another yeah. side of the fence. Like t- you got your 12 inches there, you got your tapes at A-Town, you right. know? And uh, just some of that that we've lost mm-hmm. over the years. Right. But then I go and say like, I mean, is it? I mean, we have so many record stores here now. There's so many, but do we have a hood record spot anymore? Is there a place to go buy like? Not that I'm aware of. Not so much. Not huh? at the moment. No. Hmm. Nope. And you know, it is what it is. Everybody's streaming, and you're not going right. to sell it. I think it's the, the point is, I don't, I don't mourn the death of CDs so much, but and I love. You can see here, I, I love records. Uh, yeah, you, know? you have a dope collection. I see. So you can yeah. buy. You know, you can get, and, and I like seeing that. Artists are making tapes, records, right. cassettes, analog. <laughs> yeah. I like that analog sound. Mm-hmm. You have any plans for that? Ooh, like I would love to. Yes. So I'm I'm trying to figure out what would make more sense for me, vinyl or cassette. Mm-hmm. You know, because I. I I would lean more toward cassette because that's kind of how I started and where my consciousness came into being as far as being hands on with the music, Mm -hmm. you know, recording it off the radio and then playing it back and then playing it back and then listening and learning. And then, uh, you know, you get into splicing the tapes together and making your own mixtapes, like literally by hand. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I've got it's a nostalgia thing for me, but I would like to do both. And I think it is important, as you were saying, to have a space where you can go and experience music, yeah. you know, because just, you know, streaming it on your phone is one thing. And, you know, doing that by yourself is one thing. But I, I will never forget being in Highland Mall. Yeah. What was the store upstairs? Was it Music Mania? Well, but music the, Mania was by Fiesta. OK, there you go. No, no, yeah. no. In Highland Mall. And I forget the name of the store. It changed a few was times. Music Depot? No, I don't. I don't think so. I'm trying to think. Somebody too, will correct us. I yes, yeah. But I'll never forget when the first time somebody put headphones on my ears and I heard "It's All About You" with Tupac on it. The first time that I, mm-hmm. I, I can just transport myself back to that moment, mm-hmm. or you know, being in Music Mania and hearing um, Amel Larue, you know, tell me what you want to, you know, that, you know. So just, I, I think that it is is important for us to be able to have a space like that. It's just now who has the money in the space. Right. It's not the people who can afford to open a hood store, you know? No, no. I mean, you, I had somebody tell me if you want to open a record store, just take your money and throw it in a pile and burn it. (laughs) Right. Exactly. It is cool to see the vinyl resurgence come out. Mm -hmm. And and like, I mean, I'm telling you, I I bought like punk rock, reggae and jazz on on vinyl when I was a kid, but I bought rap tapes. Right. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. those are more available and, you have to really make the vinyl right to make okay. it sound right. You know right, what I mean? Like, right, right, right. So even today, like a friend may, I, I, I buy my friend's records, you know, like mm-hmm. that's kind of my, I buy cheap records that are classic at a thrift store or something that I can get for a good price or I buy yeah. my friends. I'm not buying these right. $40, yeah. you know, whatever. But I do love to have that piece, you know, but a tape, it's possible for sure. I think, I, I think I would love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think cassette thing would, would be that would work for me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's just a have. I mean, I feel like my brain doesn't even remember mm-hmm. a lot of the digital stuff that I just stream. Right. It's, exactly. You know, right. And yeah. I, it's, it's whack to hear one song from someone. Right. You know, like what's yeah. the rest? You know, like it's it's kind of like a playlist. To me. I'm old too, so let me fully admit that. <laughs> I fully admit that the kids <laughs> listening to playlists, they're not yeah. wrong. They're right. fine. Yeah. It's fine, you know, but like for me, I'm like, I want to dig in. Right. And yeah. And if they love it, I want to have it. Used to have this whole physical experience with mm-hmm. unwrapping the tape, getting it out of the difficult package and putting yep. it in on side A, you know, and then you open up the liner notes and mm-hmm. you're reading the lyrics and you're listening and, you know, yeah, that was a whole different experience. I think you retain it better or, you know, develop a relationship with it because you have to handle it i don't know yeah it's possible same thing with vinyl and eight track and all the other physical forms before but yeah i agree with you it is good to have something physical for them right yeah, i would love to see that mm-hmm. i would buy it mm-hmm. oh yeah if you did it you yeah know. okay i'll and, take note of that yeah and we yeah. are and we are fortunate that it's come back right yeah you know, a bit. and you know nowadays i'm sure that we have the technology to make it sound even better mm-hmm. yeah so yeah there's actually record pressing plants in Austin now. Really? People pressing records. That's I, dope. I'm too slow to think of it right now. I mean, that would be a dope little yeah. field trip. Yeah. You know how when you're a kid and Mr. Rogers went to the Crayola factory or yeah. we used to go to the Mrs. Baird's bread and yeah. <laughs> see the behind the scenes. That would be dope. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't want to give him everything, but let's play yeah. one more song and you choose it. What okay. You, what, what should we play for him? It could be off the new one, the old one. What, what's a song that represents you that you you, want to play you know what? This this is the song that I've been feeling lately is Safe Space. Let's exactly. play Safe Space, yeah. Yeah, and I'd love to talk about that too. Okay. All right, we'll be right back here with Anastasia's Talk So Real. 
The song is called Safe Space. I'll be your safe space. It's nice to meet some honesty though Cool to link up with no ego What is love except acceptance? It's everything to lonely people We all wanna be seen for who we are In these times it's hard out here to be who we are Then you find a little bit of shelter Your island specific for misfits and they get it Wouldn't have you any different We all want some of that love right now In these times it's hard out here to know what is what I find it easy to appreciate a work Perfect, excellent, even when it ain't on purpose. Ooh, bless your beautiful mess, your beautiful mess. All your bits, bits, and pieces, perfect fit, click, complete. A few loose threads, rough around the edge. Yes, that's just what's needed. I'll be your safe space, safe space, safe space. song and I hear what you're saying and but there's a lot of talk about the need for safe spaces and oh yes I know that um one thing I liked about the community I mean with you clean dealer riders against the storm mm-hmm. like I remember when someone years years ago told me when, when I first saw riders against the storm they said this woman kind of hippie mm-hmm She's like, oh my God, you have to see them. They're a husband and wife duo and they're they're hip hop healers. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, that sounds great. You know, I was like, what is that, Austin? Right. Yeah. And I went to that show and I was like, damn, they really did bring that energy. That's they right. made me feel real good to be in there seeing you. Yeah. You know, if it is like a safe space in hip hop. It's right. a safe place to, you know, you can go to and it's not gonna be it's not not misogynist at all. It's not right. violent. It's not you know what I mean? And yep. I love, and I, there's such a cool scene here, and you're a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Tell me a bit, of, give me a bit of background on that song, because it's deeper than what I just said. Yeah, okay. Well, sure. again, multi-layered, yep. you know, and I actually hadn't thought of it that way, but I would like to consider my music a safe haven from, you know, sort of the negativity mm-hmm. and aggressiveness that we've had to, and, you know, I, I feel like I get a free pass for that because I'm a woman, you know? You know, I don't, I've never had to participate in those, you know, pissing contests with mm-hmm. boys. I've just right. never had to, no one's ever expected me to do it. So I've always been able to kind of skate around it. Right. Um, but yeah, so I would, I would definitely consider my, it, your kids can listen to my music. Your parents can listen to my music and a lot of them like it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so there's that. But for me, I think I, I'm constantly challenging myself. So it's like, okay, I think I want to do a love song, but we're not going to do a boy-girl love song. We're going to do a platonic love song. Mm-hmm. We're going to do um, an unconditional, I fully accept you love song. I accept mm-hmm. you with all your flaws, you know. And it's not about sex or anything that, you know, any kind of transaction or exchange. It's just, that's just, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, for, with Safe Space, I thought about my friends who have all, you know, were all kind of going through things and trying to really find themselves and and heal themselves um and I wanted them to know that hey you know whatever you're going through I love you I'm your friend Mm -hmm. I'm here for you and then you know every time I perform this song live I tell the same story about adopting my dog Mm -hmm. you know um we adopted her seven years ago 
And uh, we were told when we were adopting her, okay, well, this dog's been returned three times for being destructive. And, uh, you know, I told my son at the time, I'm like, well, you know, we might have to see. But, you know, I think as soon as we got her home, we realized, you know, she's one of us. But and what it was, come to find out, is she had separation anxiety because people kept adopting her and then leaving her home for eight hours a day. Mm -hmm. And she was freaking out. Mm -hmm. Just so turns out, I work from home. So we were the perfect family to kind of guide her through that. And now, you know, we're leaving out. That. She's like, bye, you know, see you later. She's completely cool. But it's, it's me wanting to express that unconditional love for something and somebody and everybody. And I wanted people to feel that when they heard the song. That's what I feel. That's, I, that's so real, actually, because you can, if you listen to it just on the surface, you might yeah. not catch all that. But yeah. if you listen, you get you really catch it, you can see that that universal message that you're bringing. Right. That's really nice. I wanted to feel like a warm blanket. When I heard the track, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, this feels cozy. Mm -hmm. So what can I write? What can I say that feels cozy? That's what came out of it. Mm -hmm. And we all need a safe space. I agree. More I totally agree. Yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. Well, tell me, uh, you did this album with Ty. Yes. Ty on the track went, mm -hmm. went very well. You know, sounds great. Right. Do you aspire to, is there anybody you're really like thinking about you'd love to work with? Like your dream collaboration outside of, I mean, you don't even have to have it. Right. Because you've got it right here. But yes. is there something you've like <laughs> desired and thought about for a long time? You, I want to work. You know, there's so many legends to me in the game. Who wouldn't want to, if Kanye said, hey, Anastasia, come, you know, mm -hmm. let's go out to Wyoming and sit in the studio for a week. I, you know, I'd probably die before I made it there. Oh, no, you made but, it. <laughs> but, you know, Jay-Z. Yeah. You know, the legends, the people that I feel like can teach me something. I want to learn. I want to learn from the best, actually. Um, then again, you know, I've I've learned a lot by collaborating with new artists, people that I've never met, people that have just a fresh voice and a fresh take and sometimes feel empowered to say things I would never say. Mm -hmm. You know, I get pulled out of the box by doing that. So any collaboration that I'm able to have is is a good thing, I feel like, in, in progress. Um I just started working with a producer out of Houston and that, you know, we've got some, some stuff in the works. I just recorded my first song in Spanish. Really? Yes. It's actually a Leonard Cohen song what? that we had translated. Yeah. And I, I'll talk, song? so it's called the law. Okay. Um, and so we recorded a version in English, but you know, my friend that I'm collabing with also asked, Hey, would you feel comfortable? And I'm like, yeah, I feel like my whole life has been, you know, Wow. Leading up to this point, because in high school, when I started taking Spanish, I didn't take it because I, I took it because I wanted to speak it and because we're in Texas and it just makes sense. makes sense. I took it because I fell in love with the language. And you it know? opens you up to a lot of the world. Absolutely. Absolutely. So when they presented this opportunity to me and said, OK, well, we're going to do this song in solidarity with the families that are undergoing family separation mm -hmm. at the border. Mm -hmm. I was like, who better to relate to something like that? Who else is sending that message of solidarity across, you know, all these boundaries mm -hmm. and, you know, things, obstacles that we put between ourselves okay. unnecessarily. So, yeah, I've got a lot, you know, everything. And then the next project is going to be a live studio project with the band. Great. So it'll be an opportunity for me to create with them. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we were talking about having a cohesive sound, same way that I did with Ty, by just getting intimately familiar with his music and the way he composes, just doing the same with my bandmates. Right. And creating something awesome. 
When did you start listening to Leonard Cohen? <laughs> well, my friend brought me the song. Yeah. But I mean, you know, music, good music is good music. Yeah. Right. Incredible so writing too. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And this is why having the public relations and having the book and having the management is helping me to get my music, which I put just as much love and care into my lyrics as the greats do. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it deserves that much attention and that much um exploration you know what i mean don't just write it off because you think you know what it's about actually listen to it get to know my mm-hmm. art as the art that i as i created it you know we got to get you to montreal so you can walk those streets that he walked oh my god that would be awesome and see there's a do you know dj jester here in austin no i don't think so jester plays he's a really out there a really dope dj really? he was he's was from he was not from san antonio but he was with the turntable collective down there when i first heard him he's mm-hmm. a real like turntable right right his cousin uh, we jester and i met up once in montreal and he introduced me to his cousin who does murals Mm -hmm. amazing artist and you know leonard cohen died recently and he did a whole building wow like a whole leonard cohen uh uh, building yeah uh, mural it's amazing I would love to see that. Yeah, well, you have to yeah. do it. Pop Montreal, it's coming up. And they say, well, actually, yeah, it's not going to happen this year. Canada ain't going to be yeah. open by September. Right, no, I don't think so. But yeah, we can go for something else. Yeah, bucket list open. thing. Why not? Yeah, for real. Yeah. And, man, please, we're not going to get super political on this, but I'm right. an open border anarchist. Yeah, I, don't care. <laughs> I feel you. I travel, and I yeah. the borders are the most of the... They're, they're imaginary lines to me, right. except for when you're locked behind customs waiting. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. The realities and how lucky I am to have the blue passport and everything else. You know, right. we are. It is what it is. But to yeah. think about all the people who can't get out to see exactly so much more of the world drives me crazy. It makes me sick because, like I said, when I said I, I learned about Africa from rap music yeah. as a youth and mm-hmm. I've been fortunate. I've been to Nigeria. I've been to South Africa. And wow. I'm like, I want to see so much more. Right. Because the feeling, the, the education you get just from walking those streets, just from seeing and feeling what's going on over there. And mm-hmm. like, man, I mean, Nigerian music has taken over. Yes, it has. In a big way. In a yeah. lot of ways, the influence of their sound is just like, I think that's a big problem with anyone mm-hmm. in America. But I mean, to think about African-Americans, you should, there. I, I feel there should be a way that everyone should get a pass, like something to get over to right. really see it and feel Wouldn't it. Wouldn't that be awesome? Because it's so, when you feel it, you, it's the most incredible right. feeling. And we need to be pulled out of our small world Out of this sometimes. world, yes. Yeah, and definitely. see, you know, how just incredible, incredible this world is yeah. on oh, a yeah. human level. Right. That forget the government. Yeah. Forget the, the people who are, who are pushing you down, like, human beings that, that, that populate this earth. Right. If you never get to see them, you never get to see, you know, you never go to Houston. You don't see what that action could be like. You yes. know, if you never come here, you don't get to see how nice it is to decompress and right. have some nature surround you. <laughs> exactly. And also, you know, be able to go really see live music everywhere you go. Man. Yeah. You know, it's so beautiful. And then the diversity of, of the world, it's so whacked and not, go see, you know, and that's the, that's the same way I feel with music. Why would I put, why would I put out an album where this, I'm talking about the same subject matter in all of my songs. Like that makes no sense. Why can't I tell, why can't I do a fairy tale? Why can't I do a lullaby? You know, why can't my friends get together and just do an an instrumental orchestra? Why not? You You know? Yeah. 
you got me when you mentioned Leonard Cohen. You yeah. Said, That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was listening to uh, the Ghetto Boys have a podcast now, and they were talking about how they were, you know, forced to learn instruments. I, mean, I think it was the right. one with Boyce, Dr. Boyce Watkins. Wow. And they were like, you know, how, I mean, I didn't force my kids to mm-hmm. play instruments, so I don't know. And they would have looked at me crazy <laughs> regardless. But uh, <laughs> that is something, you know, mm-hmm. like to really, the education of like the, that organic, and, you know, you told me. Yes. You, you know, grew up loving music since you were. Right. Super young. Yeah. I mean, but if you, I, you know, I was thinking about where was it that I fell in love with music at, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got church, yep. you got school, band, choirs, that type of thing. Then eventually you get old enough, you can go to clubs and you experience music in a whole different way in clubs. So there have been all, you know, all these different ways. And then being in Austin, like I said, we're totally spoiled because you just walk down the street, you're going to hear live music coming out of this building and that building. So, I don't, there was no way for me to avoid, no one else in my family does music. I'm the only Mm -hmm. musician in my family. And, you know, when you wonder where and how that came to be, you know, the influences just were too too many and too much and too powerful to ignore. Like, I don't feel like I didn't have any choice but to grow up doing music. Exactly. Yeah. I grew up just listening, 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 and seeing, you know, my parents took me to see live music in the parks and stuff. Right, from, yeah. You know, as a baby. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's where I, I always wondered how that happened. Like, I remember when I first <laughs> started booking shows, I didn't know, I didn't know the speakers and the mics and all that weren't just there. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I yeah. had to learn, like, this is how you get it together and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I got obsessed with that, you know, okay. that side of it, you know, and it's beautiful. I hope to see you get out of, you know, not just Texas, but the, right. out of the country. And yeah. I think, you know, what you're saying about the Southeast is a, great mm-hmm. place to start. Oh, but yeah. I always tell artists, you know, you got your city, you have yeah. your region, you have your state, right? you have your surrounding states, you have the, the United States, you have the world, yes. you know, yeah. you can figure that out. Have, oh, you get, yeah. have you gotten feedback from around the world? I know with the internet people. Yes. You know, every now and then you, comment. Right. Yeah. And then every now and then I'll go back and check my, my demograph, my demographics on this platform yeah. or that platform. I've reached, I want to say that I've reached all the continents. Nice. Um, you know, and then, you know, I, I, I'll get these people that latch on to, like, clarity in Sweden, mm-hmm. you know, and someone just is spinning the heck out of it over there. You know, I don't, it makes me feel good to know that it is landing somewhere, you know, and that people all over can relate to it. Like, I intentionally make my themes and my concepts global. I really try. So, you know, even though I might, um, big tuna. I'm talking like a person from Texas, but that doesn't mean that someone, you know, halfway around the globe can't also understand, you know, because mm-hmm. she feels good about herself sometimes too, you know, no, they do. wherever, you know, wherever you're at, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I think of myself as a global thinker, mm-hmm. you know, I know that I am, I always have been. Um, and, you know, I hope that that, even though this is where I'm starting, this is my launching pad, you know, I hope that people will recognize that. That's incredible. Because yeah. I'm come from a, a time where I'd talk to artists and they'd say, "Why should I go over there for what?" <laughs> what? I'm like, no, they're not going to give you the money yeah. day one. You got to go. Right, you got to build. I it. tell people it's like you got to go to Birmingham, Alabama. You got to go to Birmingham, England. Right. If yeah. you want to break into that market. Yeah. You know. What oh, I mean? and I do. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's dope. That's dope. I'm yeah. Glad, and I, I do wish you all the success in the world with this. And Thank I, you. I think you've got a great thing going right now. Tell me, you got a series of shows coming up at Geraldine's. Yes. That's a 
really nice room. It is. It'll be my first time playing it on Wednesday the 28th. Yep. I'm excited That's about this it. this Wednesday. Yes. Yep. This July 28th, Wednesday. 2021. You might be listening to this somewhere down the line. Yes. But I know that you've got like almost a residency there, right? Or a monthly? Every other month. Okay. So we're doing July, September, and November Okay. at Geraldine's. And then whatever comes up in the meantime, I'm doing some stuff with the Austin Music Foundation Artist Development Program. And um, just I've got a lot of pots on the stove. Like I said, a lot of different collaborations with a lot of different wide-ranging folks. So I've been busy. What can you tell us about? <laughs> let's see what I told you about Spanish. Yeah. Uh, let's, oh, you know what? There's another thing that I'm doing as well. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be introducing my own liquor brand. What? Yes. What is so, it? So <laughs> I'm doing a rum. I love rum. You love rum? Okay. Yeah. So um, Hera. Rum, yeah. Hera Tropical Rum okay, is going nice. to hit the markets in September. Really? So, yeah, I've teamed up with a distillery out of South Carolina, a woman-owned distillery. Wow, okay. And, um, you know, they've worked with artists like Tyler Boone and Boosie to develop brands with those artists. Um, and they were looking for a female artist, you know, someone to carry another brand forward. Um, and we talked about what I like and how I like to portray myself. And Hera Tropical Rum is what came out of that. So in the next few days, we're going to be, you know, just dropping a press release and letting the world know about that. But, you know, like I said, it just, there's stuff everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I try to be as well-rounded as I possibly can, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a lot of writing. I got a lot, a lot of new stuff. So I'll keep you updated. I, okay, I will okay. definitely no, do that. But, yeah, I got a lot of stuff going on. Man, yeah, I'll buy the room. Okay, I'll give sure. you. A, I'll bring you a bottle Come that on. maybe you can review it for us. You I'll know, review it. I'll yeah, love, that's a, that's dope. I love to yeah. see that. I mean, and it's a sign of things to come. I think, and I think yeah. it's really inspirational. You know, there's no no time to complain. There's right. no time to worry about 2020. Not at no all. No time to be tripping. Right. Yeah. You know, it's time. Yeah. To take this time and and really, I mean, you know, I said you're way past the starting gate right now with, yeah. with what you're doing, but we all had to go back to that starting line. A Absolutely, bit. yes. And it's I've had to I've had to go back a few times. Well, sure, sure, but I mean, we kind of globally got right forced back into yes. like refiguring what we're gonna do and how this is gonna look. Right. Yeah. Know. And we're learning every day. Like nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that popping off just showed that. As much as we feel like we know and as safe and comfortable as we feel like we are, something can come along and shake everything up. You know, we just got to keep moving. We do, for sure. And don't be like me and sit around (laughs) changing channels on your TV watching the protests in France and England and all the people because Europe's exploding right now. People are pissed. France is making you... France is has instituted the vaccine passport to get into a restaurant, to get into a theater, to get into anything. It's a a QR code and everything... And if you don't have the vaccination or like a positive, a negative test in a few, you know, and France is exploding right now. Yeah. Italy's exploding. And I'm talking about in the streets, not, yeah. not COVID. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure every place it's going up again or whatever, but right. you know, London just lifted a bunch of restrictions, but there's all this other stuff. There's, there's people around the world that are speaking up. Right. About this as thing. They I mean, as they should. Yeah. You know, we all need to stay safe. Be smart. Mm-hmm. Please do what you need to do. I wear yes. my mask when I have to. Right. And I wore it all through it. And now it's like, if I'm in a, I'm still I'm not going to go in like a thrift store. Right. Again. I mean, there's places, you know, you do. Yeah. What you, you take calculated risks. Yeah. Let's yeah. Leave, leave your, uh, you know, you think about these things. And that's, I think that's something we learned, you know, but man, yeah, we got to be free. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got to be out there. And this Absolutely. is, uh, that's the scariest part to me. 
Right. Open the damn borders. I need to go to Canada. <laughs> right. I miss Montreal and Toronto and Vancouver. I love, oh, you know, man. those are the, that's too easy. But Mexico's yeah. open. Right. And if you got some Spanish songs, let's look at that. Why not? Why not? Why not? I'm right here. We're right here. We're neighbors. You know, my daughter and I in 2018 for spring break, uh, we were trying to figure out one of my daughters, my other daughter had other plans. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the things I don't like about living in Austin is that you can go to Houston, Dallas, San Antonio really easy, but mm -hmm. the closest cool city is New Orleans, and that's a, that's yeah. nine hours, and you're gonna yeah. get, it's going to be more because I ten is horrible, right? And you know, I've had fun in Little Rock, and I actually recently learned that Tulsa has incredible Art Deco buildings, and I had no idea the really? history. I mean, I know the bad history yeah, of Tulsa right, and right. how messed up it was, and, yeah. and we all know about Black Wall Street and all these these things that that came out. That happened in Tulsa now, mm -hmm. but I didn't realize that Tulsa was like the oil city before Houston. Right. And then it was such a, like, like the architecture of their downtown is amazing. Mm. Like it, you go to, you walk around these insane Art Deco buildings, but I'm saying we drove to Monterey, Mexico because we've been in New Orleans. Right. Where else are we going to drive to from here? You know, so we yeah. went and my, my 16 year old daughter crossed wow. the border in my Honda Civic. Yeah. Drove down there. Had the time of our lives, food, music, museums. Yeah. I told her before we left, I said, you know, we're going to get up in the morning and because we're probably not going to do a lot, you know, at night. You mm -hmm. know, I don't know. Right. Man, day two, we were out all night. We were doing all kinds of stuff. It was amazing. Really? It's like a city. It's a city. It's a yeah. cool city. You know, right, there's right. music, there's art, there's culture, there's food, there's incredible museums. Yeah. And right. I've been trying to get to Mexico City for the longest because I want to check out the museum scene. Yeah. I really need to make that happen. Like, there's no excuse at this point. Well, you know, well, other than the big one. I mean, no that, you can go to Mexico. Yeah. You just have to test negative before you come back. OK, well, yeah. You know, and I know a certain. Yeah, I've heard some things. But yeah. Get your, you know. Right. And to be honest, I, I've crossed borders actually last year. And the biggest shock to me was. You know, I've you know I've, I've booked people internationally and stuff. And I've traveled all over, and I've I've been pulled in those rooms before. I've mm. had issues, you know, no, I never did anything. I never gotten you know. I've had to be searched and do all this crap. Yes, and I was really scared coming back during COVID. Yeah, like what are they doing? What's the border going to be like now? Man, I walked through easier than really. I was like, because probably because they weren't as inundated with people. It wasn't that, that many makes people sense. traveling, but I was almost shocked. I was like, why did I just get my passport stamped? Like nothing. Right now, and right. everything else is like you got you know so regimented and regulated, and, and it was the craziest thing. So it's like we have to let go of the fears and yeah, understand that a lot of the propaganda that comes at us is propaganda, and that's true. The world is still your oyster now. We can't go to Canada, right? Yeah, that sucks. But there are places to go. Maybe you can from Mexico. I don't know. I'm right? Just saying, there's ways. Yeah, yeah. And as <laughs> long know? as I mean, I feel like it's our job. Even for the folks that can't go out and do it, the exactly. folks that can, yeah. why wouldn't you? You know, bring back something, bring back some culture, some knowledge, exactly. some, some, you know, something. Yeah, show yeah. A, show a different picture and, and unite this world. I mean, right, right. You can't tell me. You can't. I mean, we there's realities in Mexico, but yeah. we had 15 people get shot on Sixth Street just a few weeks ago. Yes, it's you going to talk about Mexico, right? This is Austin. It's really nice here. Yeah, and uh -huh. these things happen. Right. You want to go to Houston and see what goes oh on there? Gosh. Come on. Mm. So we got to overcome these fears, and I love to talk about these things with people because yeah. I'm going crazy. I'm ready. Yeah. I want to go. I hear you. I want to see it all. And I hear you. 
that was the scariest thing and is the scariest thing seeing that. So what I, I started mm-hmm. off saying is don't be like me paying attention to all the crap sometimes because I did today <laughs> watch on YouTube a bunch of live streams of the protests okay, and people getting water cannoned in Paris. Oh, no. But they wow. were standing there with their chests out getting water cannoned. Oh, yeah. like, they were yeah. like, no. I don't blame them. Yeah. No, we went 32 billion years without it. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, and these last 150 years are our fault. Right. All of us. Them, mostly. Not, not so <laughs> yeah, much not you us. and I. Yeah. But we drive cars and we have AC. Yeah, we do. We use a whole lot of unnecessary plastic. Yeah. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So these are things that think about. And that's what I'm saying. Like listening to an artist like you, it comes with different topics in your songs. Right. You don't have to cover everything. Right. It's not your obligation, but... As a whole, I want to hear more of that. Right, and yeah. I just want to offer, offer something different. Just exactly. something a little different, yeah. And educational. Yes. If of you course. know it, share it. Right. You know? You're right. Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, I certainly appreciate you coming down yeah. tonight. Thanks for having me. Today, tonight, whenever people are listening, I don't know where you are, <laughs> where, what, where, what platform you're listening to. Yeah. But I would like for you to let them know where they can find you online, how they can get in touch. I know I noticed your your booking email and things. Right. Let, let the people know. Well, so the easiest place to start is just my website, mm-hmm. AnastasiaHara.com. And from there, you can um, link into any of my social media. My booking and management emails are there if you want to get in touch. Um, and you can even leave your email address if you want to keep up that way, you know, so we don't have to deal with, like I said, mm-hmm. the competition and the algorithm of social media. But yeah, just um, AnastasiaHara.com. They can reach out that way. And I'll make sure and put that link in the description and everything so Sweet. you can, you, y'all can find Anastasia and, and get hip to what's going on from right here in Austin, Texas. Yep, that's it's right. It's really dope and so glad to have you here. Should we take them out with something? Yeah. Let's give them ceiling. Let's give them a, a, love, right. a love song. Yeah. Let's do that. This is, uh, again, brand new music from Anastasia. Her EP is out now on all platforms. Right. Everywhere. You have no excuse. No excuse. At some point, there might be a tape, so look for the tape. (laughs) Yep. For real. And uh, definitely thank you for coming. It's pushermania.com. Pushermania on all the platforms, except Spotify, because I think they would hate. I I play too much much music they wouldn't understand. Mm -hmm. But uh, definitely appreciate you coming. Definitely appreciate everyone for listening. And uh, get at me, Matt at pushermania.com. Sweet. This is ceiling. This is Anastasia. I love it when we be up all night. I'm grown enough to write a song about it, hey. If I could tolerate just a little distance I could drop the act and finally learn to listen Maybe we could do something hey. what, we do what we do is exceptional oh, I, I been sleeping on this feeling Sleeping on feeling at all Snoozing on love Rate me 
my tunnel vision Could you penetrate and make me fucking listen? If you ready, I'm ready too oh, Cause what we do is exceptional I've been sleeping on this feeling Sleeping on feeling at all Snoozing on life When we get on the ceiling I don't know On the ceiling Sleeping on